0: hi i'm rome i'm alexis
1: and i'm patrick and And this is is sound assorbent
0: Assorbent. on today's episode of sound assorbent we're concluding our two-part series on songs with the biggest beef If you want to pitch an idea to us or you just want to say hi, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at soundassortment or you can send us an email at soundassortment.podcast at gmail.com. We also make a playlist for all the songs listed in today's episode in the episode description and leave all our references in our show notes. Now sit back, relax, and let's talk about music.
1: So uh, the other song that I chose is The Story of Adidon by Pusha T. So it started with Infrared by Pusha T. And in his lyrics, he said, The game's fucked up, niggas' beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. The bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. At the Mer- so, um, this is referring to um, uh, Drake having a ghostwriter, which is a big issue in the rap scene, and I'm sure. Um, some may know about him having a ghostwriter from drake's previous beef with meek mill and the last time when meek mill tried to uh, bring up drake having a ghostwriter it didn't go too well for meek mill
2: yeah i think i remember that i think i remember that i remember searching up quentin or whatever and i had like read an interview about him i vaguely remember him saying like yeah like i write songs for drake but everything that he comes up with is him like those this is his own original idea so i'm just mm-hmm. like hmm you know but yeah i guess jake's been accused of having a ghost writer ever since maybe maybe ever since he's been getting big like people are just like yeah he doesn't write his own raps like he's not good enough to write his own raps but like i don't know you never know right you never know
1: Hmm. just in my own opinion i don't now i don't mind i used to like care a lot but now i don't mind because you know he's kind of He's kind of an icon now, so he's he's putting rap in the, rap on the scene right now, and rap is like a big genre. You know, it's it's more on the
2: like more mainstream. Like is that. What you're yeah, saying? yeah.
1: It's yeah, yeah. It's very like mainstream now. You know, it's just it's it's nice that it's like big, right? And Drake is I I think is a big proponent to that.
2: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Because he's mm-hmm. like a really like I don't I don't want to like give him all the credit, but I think I guess in our like our generation our kind of you like drake was the person who merged pop and hip-hop and rap together right mm-hmm. like he really he really like blew it up i don't want to give i don't want to say drake blew up like you know pop yeah and n- rap, i but mean
1: like, of course there's like other people as well like of course like you have like other rappers on the mainstream like you can you can think of like flow rida mm-hmm. or um those other those or like pitbull for example i think they're yeah. very like mainstream kind of club um hip-hops that you can just listen on the radio and such
2: yeah but like in comparison to those two like no one's as big as drake at the moment
1: mm-hmm. agreed agreed that was a big thing and uh drake didn't take too kindly to that and he responded uh with uh, the duppy freestyle and in his lyrics drake said that do what you do. there's no malice in your heart. youre unaproachable dude. man you might have sold the college kids for Nike and Mercedes, but you act like you sold drugs for Escobar in the eighties. I had a microphone of yours, but then the signature faded. I think that pretty much resembles what's been happening lately. Please believe your demise just so uh i I don't know if Quentin wrote that, but like, <laughs> I, I I gotta say that, and that was pretty good. I gotta say that was a pretty good, pretty good line' Cause basically like he's he's saying like oh you think you're so big because uh you sold drugs to kids and also like i have this microphone with your signature on it and it's fading away and that basically represents your career and i i, I gotta say that's a that's a that's a damn good that's line. a hard
2: line yeah that's a hard line mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i know like like drake and i think drake would have gotten push just from that but he went a little further and he says here in his song, Look, holla at me when you multi-million. I told you keep playing with my name and I'ma let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. I'm too resilient. For those who are unaware, during that time back in 2018, Virginia Williams and Pusha T were engaged. So oh, basically shit. Drake Drake was like, Yeah, I'll I'll get with your fiance yo
2: why do we always
0: have to bring the fiances into it
2: yeah all right i can't remember what specifically what had happened but like i remember justin bieber and orlando bloom got in a fight and i think it's because justin bieber said he was gonna like sleep with orlando bloom's fiance at the time or something or his wife
1: wasn't that katy perry
2: it no, I don't Katie think it was Perry. Katy Perry, cause like they're together now, but I don't think back then, like when Justin Bieber was going through his like hoe phase, I don't think Orlando and Katy Perry were together. But I re- mm. I remember Orlando punching him out or something like that.
1: I do remember but. that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's crazy though. The Fiancés, huh? Like I feel like that's 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 kind of like pushing the knife into you more. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think they're I think the thing is like oh yeah I'm gonna come for you and everyone you love.
2: Yeah, that's that's, nice. that's
1: this whole rap ordeal thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but yeah, and push really pushed the line on this one and <laughs> didn't hold anything back with this response, which was the story of Adidon. So, in the song, he discussed uh, how his dad left him when he was young, saying that his dad was a deadbeat dad at the time. He's he's now Drake. back in his life, of course. Yeah, Drake, Drake's, Drake's dad? father. Yeah, okay. He also uh, discussed how. Drake was being insecure, or Drake has been insecure about being mixed, you know, not not being able to really belong to like the black community or the white community. In his lyrics, he also mentioned to grow it cause your fro wouldn't nap enough Since you name drop my fiance, let' know who you chose as your beyonce Sophie knows- as his lyrics says, and he he then stated with this line, he says we talking character let me keep with the
2: facts you are hiding a child let that boy come home beat motherfucker playing border patrol oh adonis is your son oh my god yeah i, I, I remember that was so crazy I,
1: I remember when i first heard this okay so I, I found i found out about this song on social media and then i had to hear it for myself and like i was like is this real like like is he is he just coming up with rumors but no this as is all real
2: yeah this is all i remember i don't know if i was on twitter at that time but like i definitely like heard about this i i watched the beef through social media like that's how i like you know and Mm -hmm. i always i always like downloaded the songs and stuff because i I only i only downloaded drake's songs because i just like i Mm -hmm. liked his music Mm-hmm. but yeah i just kept tabs on it and then when i heard that drake had a kid i was like no way and i like tried to google his kid but like obviously there's, there's like there's like no pictures right like i think mm-hmm. at the time there were no pictures but yeah. i was like but people there were like articles they're like yeah drake's um like baby mama is like uh this person i don't know i don't really know her but like i think her name's sophie or something like that
1: yeah yeah um she she was uh previously she was a porn star so that's why he was referring to you talk about my fiance let's talk about who you chose as your baby mama so, oh my
2: god push a t
1: so yeah that that refers to uh drake talking about his debt his dad being a deadbeat dad and now he- at that time he himself was being a deadbeat dad which kind of ruins his image as like oh I'm a soft rapper like I talk about feelings and everything like I understand the struggle of being like a child of a deadbeat dad and here he is being that himself
2: yeah to be honest I I
0: don't think it ruined Drake's image though I think as soon as everyone found out that drake had a kid they were all just really like oh my god drake is a kid and they all wanted to see the kid they all wanted to know about the mom blah blah blah. and it just like boosted traction for drake because no one ever looks at drake now and is like oh yeah he's a deadbeat dad
2: no yeah drake has that star power but i definitely think the song kind of like brought brought that fact to light, you know, like to Drake maybe. I'm just I'm not Drake, obviously. But I'm saying like if someone's telling you like, hey, like your dad left you and now you're doing the exact same thing that your dad did, I don't know. Like if I was Drake, that would have woken me the fuck up. Woken me. (laughs) That would have like
1: I would be I would start sweating. Yeah, I'd be (laughs)
2: like, you know what? You're actually right. And I think now Drake is like I remember seeing a picture of Drake post like of his kid, um, on like the first day of school, and it was like kind of cute, like, because <laughs> the kid was like wearing like really nice clothes and stuff, and then I don't know, it was just aw. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's he's being better about it. Like he, like I think they're actually like I think he's visiting the child like often.
2: Yeah. I don't know what's good. happening I with think, it now. I think um, with it, <laughs> with it, it as in the kid. Oh no. <laughs> No, so I think I had seen a video where Drake was showing off his house. I, I don't remember which house, but like he was showing off one of his houses. And like one of the rooms was for um his kid. And they're like, yeah, he's like lots of expensive toys and stuff. And I'm just like, well, <laughs>
1: oh, <wow. laughs> good
2: for him. <laughs> yeah, also, like Hermes. The,
0: the child support has to be good, right? Because the mom is like um an artist or something.
1: Yeah, a painter. So it has
0: to be enough to support the kid and the mom.
2: Oh, yeah. hmm Yeah, I think Drake wants to be there for the kid, you know. So it's just, it's just like whatever for him to like give over money, you know. Mm
1: -hmm. Also, just a side note, like uh, Drake was uh, supposedly gonna announce this child to an Adidas press conference. So I don't know how you feel about that. Why Adidas? Uh, I kind, I I don't know. Uh, Well, I mean, it could relate to like the his name, because the name of the child is Adonis. Mm. So I mean, I don't. Maybe he wants the kid to have like free
2: shoes for life free shoes
1: <laughs> imagine
2: <laughs> that's crazy adonis oh, i get it adonis adidas yeah, yeah but like yeah it reminds me of like dj khaled when he like when his was his son's name i can't remember but um when he like when the son was first born he like put them he put every album after his birth dj khaled put him on the album so that he would get money from that album
0: it was because he wanted the kid to get
2: money yes that's that's so how ridiculous because yeah yeah That's so he'll be set for
1: life. So Pusha T crossed more lines as if he didn't do before by mentioning um, his longtime friend and producer Noah Forty Shabib's MS, which is a disease of both the brain and spinal cord. And this disease can cause uh, tingling sensations, tremors and or bad posture.
2: Shoot. Yeah, I think I think that's drake's friend too so like that's kind Mm -hmm. of that's really low for him to like mention that that's hard man rap always has the biggest beef like the craziest
1: it could get dangerous like i don't want to discuss others but like it can get dangerous
2: all right like so um what song did you pick okay so
0: the song that i picked has to do with this video that you've all probably seen of solange which is Beyonce's sister attacking jay-z in an elevator they were just leaving the met gala after party in 2014 and beyonce's album lemonade explains why um so this masterpiece of an album is 12 songs that basically describes beyonce's story of how jay-z cheated on her which is why solange beat him up in the elevator and how it like affected their relationship and it eventually goes into how she comes to forgive him. But the song that I wanted to focus on was the one called Don't Hurt Yourself and this is the one that like addresses Jay-Z more explicitly than any of the other songs in the album where she's basically trying to tell him that he fucked himself over when he decided to cheat on her and the main line in the chorus goes, When you hurt me, you hurt yourself. When you play me, you play yourself and the best part of the whole song is this monologue that she does at the end where she starts with beautiful man i know you're lying and then it escalates to her literally screaming which is true she is that bitch and to top it all off, at the end, she goes in with the most iconic line. Everyone's probably already heard it, where she says, "This is your final
2: warning. You know I give you life. If you try this do again, don't lose your life." Yo. It, oh my That's god. Hard. Imagine That's putting hard. your whole relationship out on a on a full album. Like this is a full. And she also did a, like movies or something like videos. Like, yeah, Lemonade like, a video was component. basically
0: a big like movie, Art the project. whole album. Yeah, was like a artistic yeah. movie.
1: Kind of like like and en- like endless from Frank Ocean, right? Like a whole like visual album.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, basically. Yes,
2: exactly like that.
0: But honestly, the control that Beyonce has over her image. Because that video surface of Solange beating up Jay Z in the elevator and Beyonce's just sitting in the corner, like just watching it happen. Like she knows then she knows better than to get involved. When that happened, Beyonce was thinking of the album. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was thinking oh, of In the it. elevator, in the corner, she's like, Yes, this is gonna make a great album. This is a
1: great oh album. Oh my god. Could you could you imagine like she recorded like like the sounds of it so then she could put it in the album? <laughs>
2: the noises
1: of her sister
0: literally beating in her husband's face off the record slaps sound louder than i feel like they feel i feel like you could get slapped and it would sound bad but it wouldn't feel that bad anyway (laughs) yes when the video surfaced of solange being up Z in the elevator no one even knew why they just knew that it was crazy to see because beyonce would never get involved she would never even be like yeah she would never be involved with anything like that and then lemonade came out and it was basically her taking charge of what could have been like a really nasty like tabloid issue but she turned it into something like artistic
2: i feel like that's how Beyonce rolls though like i feel because she's been raised literally from birth
1: Mm -hmm. to be
2: in the spotlight Um, like, she used to do pageants, and then Girls Day, and then Disney's Child, and then, you know, who she Mm -hmm. is now, Beyonce. Um, I feel like she's had to learn, like, okay, if scandal is happening, I'm going to, like, not address it and because she can control that you know what i mean mm-hmm. she can control that she's like i'm not going to address it i'm going to deal with it internally and then when it's all good i then i am going to address it but in a way that like is beneficial to me mm-hmm. like, as a person which i think is really it shows how well she knows the industry and how well like she knows how to market herself mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't know how to do because like, yeah Like, you see all these, like, messy drama stuff happening between, like, celebrities, and it's just, like, you know, like, people are always, like, oh, it's the paparazzi, paparazzi, but it's also just, like, sometimes it's also the person, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because they don't know how to present themselves to the public sometimes.
0: It's classy on her part, but it's also, like, a very good business tactic Mm -hmm. to have
1: yeah like i w- I was just gonna say like being a celebrity is so difficult because people see you as perfect so the moment you step even like out of bounds just like the slightest then like mm-hmm. your whole image could be tarnished right so I, I think beyonce really has it down pat i think it's amazing that she's able to navigate herself like through these situations the way mm-hmm. that she did like I, I can't even imagine and especially with social media as well like it's so easy for information to go through and it's also easy to release information yourself when you're so tempted to say something about it mm-hmm. but I think it's amazing that she was just able to keep it to herself and when she was able to mentally like cope with everything then she could deal with it in her own way and let everyone know about it in the mm-hmm. way that she wants everyone to know about it God bless instead Beyonce. of tabloids and paparazzi it's her yeah. own way
2: exactly she's so powerful anyway though speaking of beyonce do you guys remember 2009 mtv awards when uh, taylor won that award and then kanye was like
1: i'm really happy for you i'm gonna let you finish but beyonce had one of the best videos of all time
2: i don't know what he wanted to happen then because like it's not like mtv would have been like oh yeah sorry i think you know we're gonna Let's give just it to beyonce take the award then. away from taylor Exactly. Like, Beyonce wouldn't even have accepted it, you know what I mean? Because she's classy, like (laughs) like we've discussed and agreed on. Mm. So, yeah, so that happened in 2009. And obviously, you know, so many articles were written about it and like all this like tabloids and blah, blah, blah. And I guess it just was too much for Kanye. So after that incident, you know, he went on Ellen and he spoke publicly about the incident. And basically, he said on Ellen, you know, like, I was really drunk. At the award ceremony, and the reason why I had spoken up about it, and the reason why I said that stuff is because I care about culture, culture, quote unquote culture. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but anyway,
1: like, is he is he referring to like maybe because Taylor is white or something? Like, what is like what is <laughs> what, what does he mean by like culture? Like, what?
2: I don't know. It, well, Taylor had won the best music video of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, best female music video, and then I don't know, I don't remember what music video Beyonce had released that year, but I guess, uh, Kanye just didn't agree. So, I don't know, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. But uh, what he was thinking that day, anyway, though. In 2010, which is you know a year after um the incident, Kanye tweets out. He sends out this tweet, and it's an apology to Taylor. And he says, you know, I'm sorry. Um, among other things and then he says that he had written her or he had wrote her a song and that he wants her to perform it and if she doesn't want to perform it then he will perform it himself I don't know <laughs> anyway so yeah in the same year again 2010 VMAs roll around and um, Taylor performs the song Innocent which is not the Kanye song that Kanye had disclosed in his tweet, uh, in case you were wondering. But um, people point out that some of the lyrics in uh, Taylor's song kind of were jabs or, like, suggested that they were about Kanye. One lyric specifically saying...
1: Life is a tough
2: crowd. And in
1: 2009,
2: Kanye was 32, so... Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Can't get more obvious than that. And then I'm going to fast forward to 2016. And this is when Famous comes out, which is the song I'm going to talk to you guys about today. So yeah, Famous comes out. And I guess I don't know if you guys know this song, but Famous was one of the singles on um, Kanye's album that was going to be released that year, which was Life of Pablo. And, you know, the song comes out and people are shocked because not only is it about Taylor, which is... Seven years after this incident, people are just, like, appalled that he had written something so, like, lewd and so vulgar. And in case you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to read it to you right now.
1: For all Which is not true. Taylor not was true. already pretty
2: famous yeah she was already pretty famous on her by herself so i don't know what he was saying
1: yeah like not only not only was he like yeah we'll still have sex but he's trying to take credit for her for yeah. like her work which is like i for for me like i think that's like just the worst like why like i like i don't know what what kanye has in his head like i don't know like why he feels so entitled to this but i think exactly it's just, i think he's just stepping out of line
2: No, it really was. He was really stepping out of line because it's not like he like was one producing her. He was not part of her management any sort of way. Like at that point in 2009, Taylor was stepping away from country and merging into pop. Right, She did that all by herself. She took and that could have been a really risky thing for her, you know, because she was already so established in country. So, you know, for her to make that move was like a really serious thing to consider and it but it worked out and panned out really well. So I don't know why he thinks he made it. I feel like in
0: Kanye's mind no one else existed. Yeah. And then he was like face to face with Taylor Swift and he was like, Oh, this person exists.
2: I did that for them. Exactly. So it was really I don't know, it was pretty disrespectful on his end. And
1: like I'm sorry, just quickly, I just feel like he thinks he's a main character. He's just mm. oh, yeah. the main, main character. yeah.
2: Main character energy. Yeah. But anyway, so the background to the story is kind of like, besides all the drama, besides, you know, all that stuff, the background, like, of the creation of this song is actually pretty, like, kind of weird. So Taylor knew about this song. Like, she knew the song was going to come out. And there is phone recordings that Kim Kardashian, who is now Kanye's ex-wife if you guys didn't know. Yes. Um, topic. Yes, exactly. So yeah, so Kim Kardashian had released um, phone recordings between the two, the two being Taylor and Kanye. And so Taylor knew about this song, but she didn't know that this is what the song was going to say because she didn't know that Kanye was going to call her a bitch. And Taylor knew that Kanye was going to say that they had sex, but he kind of spun it in a way that was like, Oh, like, you know, it's fine because it's, like, funny and because, you know, like, I'm married and stuff. So she was, she was like, really unclear about what was going to be said in the song. So, you know, she greenlighted it in her own way. You know, she just wanted the beef to be done. So she's like, okay, this is fine. This is a good song, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Because Kanye had made it seem like it was going to be a good song, but then... When the song officially came out, she was like, I did not agree to this. This is not like blah, 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 blah. This is Mm -hmm. not what we said. And Taylor's team was like, yeah, this was not this. We hate this. Like, this is really disrespectful. And that's when these phone recordings came out. It was really like out of line. Like, this is just too much. Like, why would you even think, you know, Taylor was so sweet. And I think like Kanye is obviously the aggressor in this situation. So team Taylor on this one. And hopefully this beef ends because it's been a really long ride. I
0: was going to say, knowing Taylor's vibe and knowing Taylor as a person, even if you looked into her for five minutes, you would know that she's not the type of person to want those things said about her or to like take those things lightly. So like, why would you and your whole team be okay with writing a song like that about her?
2: It was really something. It was really something else. So anyway, guys, which is your number one choice out of all the songs that we've heard today in this episode? What songs do you think had the biggest beef?
0: Okay. I always have to go first. If I had to pick the third best, it would have to be mine. Just because I feel like it was two beefs in one. It was Solange and Jay-Z in the elevator. And then it was Jay-Z and Beyonce because Jay-Z cheated on her. But because of how Beyonce really controlled that situation and made it more into like a beautiful thing rather than something that like spun out aggressively it wasn't really that dramatic compared to the other beefs. So then I would put Patrick's at number two because yeah. rap beefs are always intense and also mm-hmm. a whole unknown kid came out of it. Um Yeah.
2: I feel like once you bring in bring in a kid, it gets, it gets kinda like messed mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm.
0: So then that puts Rome's at number one because that was like a cultural reset. Like the amount of memes that came out of that were crazy yeah.
2: so yeah but at taylor's expense though so
0: at taylor's expense but yeah. it was still dramatic nonetheless
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay patrick go
1: so um i think i i think i'll stick with like lex's list as well because uh, to me i feel like jay-z and beyonce's beef was more of a marital issue than mm-hmm. a beef a bit like a celebrity marital beef and yeah like you were saying like they capitalized from this whole issue i feel like her fans deserve to at least know what's going on in in her life and such so mm-hmm. i mean it's it, it was nice and as you said it ended in a nice sweet way rather than mm-hmm. it still being somewhat messy and um for the story of adidon uh pusha T and drake To me, that was big. That was really big with especially being a rap fan and everything, like having these two big rappers go against each other. I mean, I can't deny Drake. It might be a bit bigger than Pusha T. But yeah, I think it was crazy with with all the lines that were said. And as Rome said as well, like having a kid brought in like that just that just shifts like everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, of course, the Taylor and Kanye beef that just has to be number one because it's been going on for so long. It's been it's been memed mm-hmm. and, and plus like it's it's still under like like we don't know where it's where it is right now. Like I I can't predict what Kanye is going to do right now. Like he part of me feels like he he might even bring it back up again. I don't see yeah. it out of his character to do it again just so just to have that sort of uh, publicity. So, yeah,
2: yeah, I feel the exact same way. I feel I feel the exact same way. I think my list is the same as you guys, just because I want to win. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding, no. But there's no there's no winners here. Um, yeah, I think my list is the exact same as you guys, just because we don't know essential when this beef is gonna end. You know what I mean? Because like when we th- when you think it's gonna end, when you think the Taylor and Kanye beef is gonna end, it's not ending. You know what I mean? There's still stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's those are just my thoughts. In the next episode we'll be talking about the best songs that come from cartoons. Think Phineas and Ferb, Fairly Odd Parents, and those random music numbers Seth MacFarlane likes to do in all of his shows. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, or even just want to say hi, our social media is at Sound Assortment on Twitter and Instagram, and soundassortment.podcast@gmail.com at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Until our next chat, see you next time on Sound Assortment.